Hi, this is Petra, an ACE certified personal trainer, certified pre and postnatal trainer, a NASM licensed nutrition coach, and owner of FIO, From the Inside Out, Fitness and Nutrition. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on this third episode. Today I am going to be delving into behavioral change, uh, kind of what it is, why it's vital to achieving your goals, and tips on changing behavior. Um, And this is going to be specifically around eating and exercise. Uh, But before we charge headfirst into this topic, let's first figure out what is meant by behavioral change. And again, once again, I'm referring to behavioral change specific to health and exercise. Every routine, behavior, habit that you have or have ever had are all learned. Let's take going to school or work as an example. It probably was hard to do every day at first. When you first started working, you had to figure out how best to budget your time, uh, what time to go to sleep the night before so you would be able to get ready and make it, things like that. Now, after doing it for so long, it might just be second nature. Or another good example is if you're a parent. When you had your first baby, everything was new and probably super stressful. And while it might still be stressful, you have a better routine figured out. It just took some time and some discipline to get used to it. I think after both of those examples, uh, hopefully everybody kind of gets the picture. All of these things required adopting a new routine and changing your behavior. I don't know if anyone else would agree, but I feel like these behaviors above are all relatively easy to change in comparison to changing your behavior and attitude towards eating and exercise. School, work, and parenting, for those who choose to have kids, of course, are all things you had to change. Growing up, No one has a choice on going to school. You have to learn, so you have to go. Work is something else most have to do to survive. If you have kids, you have to parent, or you should at least. But eating and exercise, that's kind of a hard one to feel like you have to do. And while maybe you know you should adopt a healthier lifestyle, it's hard because typically there aren't usually immediate consequences you would face if you didn't. Unlike work, you know, where you would lose on money, Uh, and it would be hard to survive without it. So it's really, really hard to kind of make a change that you don't feel like you have to make or without any kind of motivation behind it already. Behavioral change has always been hard, but especially coming out of um, all of the craziness of the past couple years. So maybe before, you know, the pandemic, you had some good exercise habits going on, but then the gym shut down, Or maybe you had just started to change your eating habits and then, you know, suddenly you lost your job. Or maybe you started working from home uh, where you had all day access to the fridge. The past couple of years were definitely super, super stressful. And most of us, I mean myself included, (laughs) probably leaned on food a bit to cope with the, the stress. There was actually a study that showed during the quarantine people on average either gained 20 pounds or lost 20 pounds. And both ends of this, this weight spectrum here probably, you know, experienced this due to the stress and the uncertainty that everybody, you know, the whole world was facing the past couple years. And in addition to this, I feel like we all have a super huge problem that makes this harder too. We live in an instant gratification world. You know, we want everything when we want it, how we want it. We're used to constantly having access to pretty much whatever information, whatever we want at the tips of our fingertips, like 24 hours a day. Um, Achieving goals through diet and exercise, and I'm talking about sustainable goals here, that takes time. 
Um, it's not and it never will be instantaneous, which I feel like is partly why behavioral change around fitness is absolutely 100% vital. It is also super important to recognize that while we can diet and exercise to look good, we also really need to be undergoing a mental change as well as physical. There are so many negative thoughts around eating, exercise, and especially body image that need to be addressed and fixed. You know, you might achieve the body of your dreams, but if you don't mentally have a healthy relationship with food and exercise, you know, a lot of things will happen. One, you know, you will never be happy with where you are physically. It'll never be enough. You'll always want something better. You'll always be chasing, you know, the next ideal body type. Two, you know, you will most likely do some unhealthy things to achieve your goals, you know, kind of quicken the process a bit because you don't have health and fitness at the forefront. Um, and three, you honestly won't be healthy, not in the full sense of the word at least. Healthy isn't just, you know, how we look, you know, what we're, what we're doing, exercising. We have to have a positive mindset behind all of that as well. I firsthand know how difficult changing your mindset can be. The biggest and hardest behavioral change I have ever made in my life was when I was working with my treatment team trying to recover from my eating disorders. After about five years of you know, certain types of unhealthy behaviors and years of terrible habits, I had to completely change the very way I thought about food and exercise. And when I was faced with this, it, it truly felt impossible. When I first thought about you know what the eating disorder treatment process was going to look like you know my therapist was running me through it i could not even imagine going a day without exercise and not feeling extremely anxious um, i i couldn't imagine finishing a serving of food and not immediately going to you know quote unquote work it off um, i definitely couldn't imagine ever wanting to gain weight or pursue any other type of body aesthetic other than just being super skinny so it really was a daunting goal and it took so much mental work and a lot of therapy and a, a ton of determination to work through it and change my, my habits and behaviors. Uh, but you know, eventually I really had to be honest with myself. Um, what I was doing was truly terrible for my body and I just, I mean, I couldn't deny it anymore. I had stress fractures, my hair was falling out, I was suffering from terrible insomnia. Uh, trying to achieve my unrealistic body goal stopped being worth all of the side effects. And I finally accepted that I just, I mean, I had to change. But even that acceptance didn't necessarily make change come any easier. Every day I felt like one, you know, irrational side of my brain was telling me, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep exercising like this, keep eating like this. While the rational side of me was just trying to remind me, you know, this is why we need to fight against what you're doing and this is why. So, I mean, change is hard. It's like super, super hard. I've been there. And, you know, aside from this, I, I think it's really worth noting that there are a lot of factors and situations you may relate to that can make behavioral change even more difficult than it already is. So for me with my eating disorders, I was facing a lot of internal negativity. I was fighting against my internal thoughts. But there are so many people that have to fight against their external factors. So let's go ahead and delve into some external factors you may be facing. So first one, most probably noteworthy, friends and close relationships. So you know, do you and your significant other frequently drink or go out to eat or spend most of your free time cuddled up on the couch? 
Do your friends only call you to go out and party? Um, are the relationships and friendships you have dependent on drinking to have a good time? So that is one external factor that may be making you know behavioral change really difficult. Another one, um, your environment in your neighborhood. You know, what restaurants are are near you? Is it primarily fast food? Do you have a lot of healthy options? You know, that you can go to as you're trying to change your eating habits. Are there parks and side sidewalks in your neighborhood that you know promote walking and biking and getting out and exercising? Um, you know, more on your location. Do you live somewhere that has long periods of cold or rainy weather that maybe make it hard to get out or to want to get out to go to the gym? or to go walking. Maybe you live in a small town where you primarily only have fast food options, or you might live somewhere where fresh produce isn't always regularly available. So that is another external factor. Um, another thing, let's look at social networks. You know, Do your colleagues regularly go out for drinks? Does your job have a lot of company parties that you feel obligated to go to? That can be one as well. So all of this to say there might be more you're working against when it comes to behavioral change than just the thoughts in your own head. So once again, I want to invite my husband, Corey, on to talk. He is also a licensed personal trainer and has been working on his health and fitness for over a decade. And I'm going to be asking him a few questions about his experience. So a few minutes ago, you know, I was talking about how most of the factors I faced when you know trying to change my behavior they were internal, but Corey has had a lot of external factors. So Corey, what would you say some of the hardest things you know you faced were when trying to change your behavior? Yeah, I had a ton of external factors, um, especially when I started out. So when I, when I first started working out, I was around 14. Um, but before that, I never even really had a chance to work out because of um, my parents moving around so much. We moved around so much, it was really hard to ever get into a routine anyway. So it was like the farthest thing from my mind. And on top of that, my family never prioritized their health. Um, my mom would sometimes do something back when she was in her late 30s. She would kind of do some kind of television, like Zumba class type thing. <laughs> uh, but she, it was never really a priority, a priority in our house. And on top of that, um, she, it was always very convenient to eat out. So, I mean, as, as most of you probably know, it's, it's a lot easier to run down the street in five minutes to pick up your, uh, from your local Taco Bell or McDonald's than it is to go home and spend, you know, an hour prepping some food that's way healthier for you. Um, so I grew up around, you know, just a lot of the same stuff probably a lot of you guys out there are facing. Um, and even when I did... Uh, move around and, and start my fitness journey um, in high school. I actually started in a weightlifting class uh, with a Navy SEAL coach. Um, you know, even then, a lot of the friends I had that weren't in that class didn't prioritize their health. So, you know, a lot of them were into video games and wanting to just kind of hang out inside. And it, it just, they, they didn't really prioritize health and definitely not food um, as far as like healthy food. So I had a lot going against me um, externally for that. And I think one thing that helped me was just you have to learn to kind of love something. Um, and you may not like it at first, but as after a while of doing something, it becomes a habit. And you actually start to like it once you start getting better at it. And I think that's really what helped me despite all the external um, factors I had pushing me away from that. Well, thank you so much for you know sharing your experience. 
And after all of that, both of us sharing our experiences, both you know internally and externally, the, the issues that we faced, we are gonna go ahead and unpack some of the tips that may help make behavioral change slightly easier. So first off, number one, start small, set SMART goals. Um, and what that stands for is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. I feel like generally a lot of people get carried away and overwhelmed with a super huge goal in mind. And sometimes if we have too daunting of a task in front of us, it's really, really easy to just shut down. And that is really where these SMART goals come in handy. So Corey, do you have any tips um, and examples of what a SMART goal might look like? Yeah, um, I think that a lot of people, they want really quick results. And I think that the thing they don't want to hear is that it's going to take a bit and some commitment, but it, it is easier once you get there, especially when you do these SMART goals and you take these baby steps. So, I mean, one thing you can do is like, let's say you're, you're, you're eating too much, you're overweight. Um, an easy way to do that, if you drink a lot of soda, just cut out the soda and replace it with like a seltzer water. It, you'll get that same fizziness and, and the same little burn you like from the carbonation, but without the calories in it. You can also um, take part of your plate off. Like let's say, let's say you, you can use a smaller plate even. Let, let's say you have a big plate, you, you fill it with food all the time. Instead, get a smaller plate and fill that with the same food. You don't even have to change the food you're eating. Just try to fill the smaller plate. And I'm not saying stack it up like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but I mean, just use a smaller plate and you won't be able to fit as much food on there, but you don't even have to change the food you're eating. You're just eating less of it, which will eventually put you in a calorie deficit and you will see weight loss with that. Another great tip is physically writing out exactly what you're going to start doing. So, you know, if you want to start walking two times a week with a friend, go ahead and write that down in your planner or set an alarm to remind you like, okay, it's time for a 20 minute walk or a 30 minute walk. Um, or you can look at your calendar and say, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to make my, all of my meals for the next few days. Sometimes physically seeing it written down or physically having it as a part of your day-to-day -day plan will remind you to do these things. Um, and then eventually you will find that you might not even need those reminders because it's become such a huge part of your life and a wonderful habit that you, you may even start to look forward to. Another thing I might advise, you might be somebody who needs to hire a trainer to keep yourself accountable until it becomes a habit. Um, this might sound kind of funny, but investing your money is a great motivator and something. You know, you don't want to pay hundreds of dollars for a trainer and then never go to a session. Another great tip is remembering your why. So maybe you want to pursue a healthier life because you just got an eye-opening diagnosis from a doctor. Or maybe your family's health history makes you genetically more inclined for certain diseases or cancers and you're just trying to adopt a healthier lifestyle to, to, to decrease your odds of getting those things. Um, or maybe you just don't feel confident and you want to exercise to get strong and get some endorphins going. So these are all really great whys to kind of just keep in the back of your head as you know some internal motivation. Um, another great thing is identifying your triggers and coming up with a game plan when it comes to handling them. So if you're somebody who maybe when you're stressed, you start to eat a lot, having some low calorie snacks on hand that you know when you're feeling those stressful things, you know you can snack on that or you can even replace that habit with something healthier. So you know, if you're feeling stressed, going on like a 10 or 15 minute walk to clear your mind, and you might find that that actually really starts to help. Yeah, and to go back to the trigger food, if, if you are one of those people who stress eat, or um, you even have a problem with snacking too much, I mean, if, it, if you have trigger foods in your, the place that you are, like your environment, 
Um, it's better to just get rid of those. I mean, don't even buy them. Don't have them in front of you. If you have a desk and you have chocolate and you just can't stop snacking on the chocolate, I mean, everyone loves chocolate. No one wants to stop eating it, but you have to just get rid of those trigger foods. You have to learn, like as she said, maybe go on a walk. You have to almost rewire your brain so that you don't rely on that anymore and that you rely on the, the new habit you formed. Exactly. And then going back to some of those external factors that we were talking about, Um, It's important to recognize those and come up with solutions. So if your relationship is making it hard to change behavior and adopt healthier habits, maybe, you know, suggest going to the gym or cooking a dinner together with your partner. Or if all your friends want to do is go out and drink, I'm not saying, you know, cut them off, but maybe say, you know, I, I can do this once a week, but I've set some health goals for myself that I'm determined to follow. Or maybe you want to invite them to join with you. Um, If your environment makes it hard to get outside or go to the gym, try some home workouts. YouTube is an awesome resource for minimal to no equipment workouts. But I will say, you know, be on the lookout and make sure the people you watch have accreditation behind their information. Um, You know, work parties and social networking maybe are hindering you a bit. You can definitely still participate. Just maybe learn to participate in moderation. So, you know, that pretty much wraps up today's topic. Once again, you know, as always, if anyone has any topic suggestions or something they'd like to learn about, um, just let me know. So I will talk to you all next week where we will continue to simplify health and fitness.